uh, <laughs> I don't want to hear at the beginning of the next podcast that anything about me saying rape is funny uh, or how he's a legend for being a rapist. <laughs> you should stop okay. saying these things. I'm just giving you more clips. You know, <laughs> shit. You know. <laughs> Good evening, Ben. How are you today? Good evening. Uh, not too bad. Not yeah. too bad. Tired. Tired. Because I had one of those nights last night uh, where I went to bed at a reasonable time, but then you just literally laid there for hours. Oh. Hours. I mean, I remember the last time I checked the clock and it was like half one. Uh, and that was several hours after I'd gone to bed. And I just got fucking angry in my bed. That's never a good, is it? That's never. That's not an imminent sign of you about to fall asleep. And you're like, for fuck's sake! No. Why am I not just sleeping? Got something just uh, saying, playing on your mind there? What's going on? What's I think I don't think it. I don't think it was actually. I, don't, I think. Um, uh, I think that I just. I've, I've not got a proper routine. This is the one area I really need to address. I went to bed reasonably early, but I'd been like, I think, on my laptop till quite late, and then I was. Watched a little, a little bit of TV. Screens, they'll do you. Yeah. yeah, then I went up and was like read a little bit, and then as I put the book down, I was like, I, should, I probably spot this isn't a good. I, was, I looked at the time and thought I should try and get to sleep, but I don't think I was really at the stage where I was ready to go to sleep, mm. so I went too early. And then I, then I was getting to the point where I was just thinking uh, because I couldn't get sleep for ages. Then I was thinking not about anything particularly worrying. I had stupid thoughts. I remember I was having to think about time when I went to try and like dance close to a girl and then she like I called a boyfriend over and I was just like squirming in the bed about <laughs> something that happened in <laughs> <Shame. ago. laughs> just like fucking embarrassing <laughs> and I was just laying there. Yeah and it was quite it was quite stuffy and hot. It's not the time of year where it's like mm. it's like getting a bit warmer and sometimes yeah. it's I don't like that clammy sort of I couldn't get comfy. Yeah, it's really? yeah, awful visual imagery going on yeah clammy Ben sweating yeah, around yeah. his I've recently changed my sheets though which has become an event okay <laughs> <laughs> a lot of detail <laughs> yeah so tired but yeah I'm alright yeah pretty good nice apart from that yeah good things are going alright yeah. yeah how are you didn't uh, ask hmm, yeah I'm okay I'm alright I'm alright uh, yeah. various yeah various things going on in my uh, life yeah I, I can share with you if you want in a bit Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm trailing it. I'm trailing it. Trailing, trailing. Yeah. yeah, It's the cliffhanger. What is happening in Matt's life? Okay. Cliffhanger. And yeah, what is happening in Matt's life? (laughs) Shall we find out later? (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) What um, what are we talking about, though? Like, what's the the main thing that we're talking about? The main thing. The main thing is something we've talked about before. I'm going to talk about it again because it's been in the news in a sort of interesting way. And that is housing, which is becoming an issue again. We've talked before about uh, the lack of, well, the inadequate amount of house building. Yeah. Uh, we did have a recently abandoned episode. Well, not abandoned, but it was rejected. It was a bit too meandering, and I'd had a couple of uh, glasses of wine. Yes. Um, a couple. <laughs> we're gonna, okay, we're gonna, I'd, I'd, re- I'd revised for the podcast in the pub, which I, I don't think I'll be doing again. Mm-hmm. Um, on a Friday night 
Uh, housing, yeah. It's been back in the news. And uh, what's it been yeah. back in the news about? That's that was the sentence I just used. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. Welcome to the Great American Political Podcast. <laughs> what's it? <laughs> what's it been in the news about? New section. New section of the podcast. What's it been in the news about? What's it been in the news about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, let's just. Uh, well, we'll discuss that. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Right, you know... A few times on Twitter, I have tweeted for quite a while now, and I don't mean this in a sort of prophetic way because it was very much becoming really obvious in the polls and everything. Pathetic way? Prophetic. Oh, sorry. Um, Pathetic. Um, I think, you know, this looks like next year we'll have an election and I think we'll have a new government, yeah? Fucking Uh, fucking, yeah, well done. That's a well, good yeah. that is, that is prophecy. Prophecy. That. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying it didn't. It's happening next year as well. No, no, it? but I've been saying I've. Shut I said it's been saying it a while. It, all the indicators are, but even when a t- tweet area, I always have backlash from some people saying, you know, you don't know the polls. Blah blah blah. We said the same in 1992, etc., etc. And yeah, things can change. Polls can be wrong, etc. But it's not just the polls, is it? It's just like the, this, this. The problems are mounting up. For this government, and it's looking a bit exhausted. Right, uh, it's divided. The economy is uh, the cost of living. You know, it, it, it's everything. If people feel poorer, and the last few years have just been fucking shit, it's that. It's, it's just all all those factors that you know. Yeah, I think it's point yeah, to, well, well to on the way out. Yeah, yeah a, prevail, it's, 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 a prevailing wind of like... Yeah, exactly. And, and, it, and, it really, yeah. and because I think last time I looked, it was 44%, Labour on 44%, and the Conservatives on 29%. And the interesting thing is that the re- for the reasons given, 30% uh, is, is, is say, in, this, in the recent poll I read, uh, 30% say that it's because the Tories are doing a bad job. A ten percent said because Labour are the best of a bad bunch. Five percent said Labour have the best policies. Three percent, Starmer a better PM. So what Labour have been doing for quite a while now is mostly just letting the you know watching the Tories like a man in a in, in the a lake drowning and just mm-hmm. allowing them to drown and occasionally pointing to them and saying, "Look, they're drowning." Yeah. <laughs> That's been the strategy. Because they just they, they don't need to do too much because they they perform better and that's reflected in in the, the opinion polls. They, 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 and they just had the other just the local elections. They lost thousand council seats, uh, lost control of several councils. So yeah, they're on way out. And I just think that that's a that the main point really is just it's quite an interesting time when one government just slumping towards the next election and, and it looks like, you know, we're about to have a change and it feels, changes in the air. That one, I think, the big reasons people, there'll be a lot of people I think that will vote Labour um, because they think it's time to give someone else a go. It's time to change. It's been a long time. Um, and you think, I would think that they get close to the time Labour will start um, sitting out the stall a bit more. 
And uh, it's been interesting because they they have gone on the attack on housing a little bit. Now, on the day of recording, we've had the Bank of England increased interest rates. So, you know, mortgage, people have got a mortgage, they're going to be paying more for the pushing up mortgage repayments for millions of people. Uh, I read an article in Bloomberg that said about 800,000 people will be renewing their mortgages uh, this year. And they're, they're going to see they're going to see their interest rates grow up, go up. So what? Sorry, grow, grow, grow up. I can barely the, speak. How old want? The great anyone can, anyone can have a problem. People can't even fucking talk properly. Yeah, it's pathetic. Yeah. What's anyway. in What's in the news about? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> so interest growing up. The, this is problem for the conservatives because. They've got property owners in their 40s, many in like marginal seats, who are having their rates go up. And then they've got young people who can't get on the housing ladder because they're not building enough houses. So this is actually becoming a bit of a... The, how, the combination of housing and a poor economy is uh, becoming a bit of an issue. So there must have been, there must have been a, some strategists on the Labour side who have seen this. You know, I mean, It's not just that it's, a, it's clearly an identifiable problem for the country, but politically as well, an opportunity. Yeah. So it's interesting because that voting intentions among um, uh, among young people uh, it's about sixty percent to fifteen percent, sixty percent for labour. I, I can't remember what the age range of young people is. We're not in it though. <laughs> We're not. Uh, I know that. Are, are we not in it? What What does it go up to? Like I don't know. Yeah. Tw- oh. It can't be. Can it? Can't be. No. Young be younger people and those. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, yeah not. We're I'm afraid, Matt. No, let's not. Let's not delude ourselves. Okay. So, yeah, bad house building rates and mortgage rates. So, Keir Starmer has, yeah, gone all, gone all out, accused of, um, of killing the dreams of home ownership for a generation by scrapping the housing targets. And um, I did, we'll play a little clip now from a, a recent Prime Minister's questions. Okay. Mr Speaker, the only power is given to local communities not to build houses. And we know why he won't change course. He admitted it last month. His councillors simply don't want to build the houses local people need, so he's given them a way out. Picture the scene as he explains this to a family. Mum and Dad paying four grand extra on the mortgage because the Tories tanked the economy. Their eldest paying hundreds more in rent. Their youngest still stuck in the spare room because they need an extra £9,000 for a deposit. Then, then along comes the Prime Minister and merrily tells them, sorry for crashing the economy, we don't want to talk about that. (laughs) Sorry I can't help you with the house building, but my councillors don't like it. Oh, and before I go, here's a massive council tax increase for your troubles. Why doesn't he stop the excuses, stop blaming everyone else, and just build some houses instead? Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, interesting. It, 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 definitely tallies, it definitely tallies with um, things we've talked about before, isn't it? Mm. So when we had uh, Anya Martin on from Priced Out, um, yep. I, don't, I don't know if she still works for Priced Out, actually. Um, um, but anyway, um, yeah. this was this, and to the other guy, I don't know, I've forgotten his name. who's was also very engaging and uh, important. We've <laughs> um, <laughs> a few people. I think we've had a few. But, but, but they, 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 they do take that very like um, clear line, which is just build houses. 
It's like yeah. just build houses, keep building houses, just build houses. And it, that is his message there, isn't it? That's something he's clearly adopted. Yeah, it was interesting it said there, and just build some houses instead, you know. Um, and he's also got the double pincer sort of movement with the, he's talking about how, you know, the parents are paying uh, higher mortgage rates and the, the, their eldest kids can't get on the housing ladder. Um, and that's what this, this week the Daily Mail reported that um, nearly five million adults are still living with their parents, and that's up fifteen percent in a decade. So everybody's getting fucked in the yeah yeah. It's actually interesting because the, the in Canada the like Canadian version of the Tory Party are, are saying similar things and going all out on this. So it's interesting to see Labour Labour do it. I think it's a uh, it's a good thing actually. Uh, I don't know why they didn't include. They did actually last last month. I mean, Labour have set out lots of different sort of strategies and gimmicks. And, and the one set out last month was there are five missions, which were one secure the highest sustained growth in the G7, two make Britain a clean energy superpower, three build an NHS fit for the future, four break down the barriers to opportunity at every stage. Bit sketchy. I mean, I get it, but a bit sketchy that one. Mm. Five, make Britain's streets safe. One of those should have been building houses. They should make it a national yeah, mission. Yeah, and one of them should have been stop the small boats. Yeah, um, stop the boats. Since they got Rishi's one, stop the boats. He's not stopping boats because I, I saw actually that they're going to be housing a lot of immigrants on a bar on a big bar. So that's not stopping making, boats. Making a bigger boat. Yeah, yeah making that's a, boat, put them on yeah. boats. Yeah, stop the boats, or and yeah. then and then put them on another boat. Yeah, keep them on yeah. boats. Yeah. Keep the boats. Keep the boats, yeah. It's a change of tune. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you can see, like, yeah, it's, you just go all out on the attack here. Uh, it was about they used to say, like, home for heroes after the Second World War. This is, like, home home for young people. You're gonna, so they can say mm-hmm. we're going to get growth in the economy and, and bring the mortgage rates down uh, or, you know, bring the cost of living down so people can afford the mortgages. And build the homes that young people need. Now it's, it's the Conservatives dropped the house building targets of three hundred thousand in December. They were a rebellion, and uh, very quickly, uh, local authorities across the country scaled back their house building plans. Uh, and there's been uh, estimations that that's going to lead to like hefty drops in the number of houses built. So and, what's, uh, what's what's that about? So they had this target and they decided to drop it. Why? 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 What's the justification for? Well, I think there's about 100 of his uh, MPs rebelled, basically, and, and, and threatened to make amendments to, and, until he, until he uh, withdrew his target. And it's, why it's always been... Why don't, why don't they want the target? It was, it's, it's always... Well, as we've just discussed before, it's like people backing their, their old white grey hairs in, in, their consti- in their constituencies. MPs. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's politically difficult, uh, obviously. Um and then, but you know, they're probably more so for the Tories than uh, than than Labour. But it's you know, there is is I can see the political dilemma. Um, and um, Keir Starmer addressed this in an interview in the Economist. Uh, yes, the Economist. I bought my, I bought an edition of the Economist. <laughs> so much time I got on my hands. Journalist. Um, and yeah, he accused Sunak of backing down in the face of opposition, which he clearly did. And it's and it, and it does sound he sound it sounded making all the right sounds anyway about taking I mean it's maybe will it work when it gets in government I don't know but this said he's going to take on NIMBYism. I mean it says quote uh, we've got to have the courage to take that on and that will require us to be bold when it comes to things like planning 
And I think the most interesting quote here is he says, a government will be a government that rolls up its sleeves and removes the impediments and creates the conditions. Um, so removing impediments and creating the conditions, if you set a, a target and you make a mission of the government, you can get things done, you can. If you, if you, if it's just like mobilize all the resources of the government, so the, 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 you know the prime minister in Diamond Street pulls a lever, and if if there's things in the way of them being able to pull that lever down, you you remove all the blockages until it works. If 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 you can if you make it a priority, they have done it before. Well, um, there's Attlee government after the Second World War. After you know country's been bombed to shit uh other how other housing's been deemed like inadequate or unfit to live in so they had to build new houses that was one of the and the, the labor's pledge was to build the houses quick <laughs> it's as simple as that and built a, a massive house building program um 170,000 council houses were built per year which is not that much less than we build now. It's about 233 we build, uh, 200, somewhere 205, 210, we think we build a year now. So not much less than that. Uh, and then when uh, Churchill got back in in 1951, uh, they had a target of 300,000. They got Macmillan to uh, put Macmillan in charge of housing, and he just set about re removing all the barriers that were in the way to getting the... Get it done. That that is our priority. If you pledge, if the government pledges it, promises it, and actually mobilises its resources, it can get these things done. It's just gonna, it's gonna. You have to have a target for to encourage the councils to 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 build, and you have to look at all the different ways of. And it's a multi-pronged thing. It's like anything. If you know, this it takes. It's a multi-layered policy area. You, you, I agree that you got to build, get the get private house builders building. Uh, enable them to build um, and get council houses built as well. Do both because they need a lot of fucking houses. I mean, 300,000 is probably not enough uh, with the levels of immigration we've got. And I'm not, I'm not going on a rant about immigration, uh, immigration positive, but we need the infrastructure and housing and everything to, to cope with that uh, or to, to, to manage that or to make it work and make sure everyone's got, you know, got what they need, got somewhere to live and can get around the fucking country and et cetera. Um, and the main point is both those governments who made who set those targets got it done. Um, they, they built well over three hundred thousand there, and, and, and uh, Macmillan, and then they got voted back in. Macmillan became prime minister eventually. Um, partly, which would you know, it, it's you do end up getting, you know, the, 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 there's no reason the Conservatives are doing poorly amongst young people because you're not going to be a capitalist if you've got no capital. It's now cliche, got nothing to conserve. You're not going to go at Conservatives. Uh, it's but for for labor got a real real opportunity now uh to to yeah go on to do that that two two direction attack get fucking houses built yeah it's an uh, it's an interesting one to keep an eye on and i guess isn't it as we run up to the election yeah and have your hair and economic uh, economic thing about housing is that there's a there's the there's a thing called the theory of everything is that so that you know building houses isn't just about giving people a place to live in uh, it's going to have a knock-on effect socially and economically. Yeah. So, you know, it affects... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was renting. I mean, I was lucky enough to be able to buy a home, but it affects when you're going to have kids on how many kids you're going to have, uh, you know, where you can work, 
how much yep. how much spare cash you've got to spend. Job creation. Yeah. Um, yep. So it's it's no fucking small thing. That's why we've talked about it so much. We probably won't talk about it for a while now because we've you know, probably banged on it quite a few quite a bit. But it's uh, found it really interesting that uh, Stam has gone all out for it. Yeah. Good on him, I say. Go for it. Go for it. I hope they fucking do it. I hope they do it. Right. Well, I think that's tied tied up in a lovely bow. Well, yeah. I I don't know about as tight. I mean, mean, it was a lot of me ranting, but that's That's fine. (laughs) About as on point as I've been for a while. Here we are with the podcast. Nice. Well, there you go. How's it? Good. Build houses. Go here. Build houses quick. What was it? Build the house. Build houses quick. <laughs> Why not get it? Get it done. Get it done. That's my impression of uh, Kirst Armor. Oh, actually, I'll Build finish. I'll, 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 I'll finish. Yeah. <laughs> Bell House is quick. Uh, little boy. <laughs> yeah, he's not the he's not the most charismatic. But I think we need someone want someone a bit dull, I reckon now. Other shit. Okay, other shit. Other shit. Other shit. Other shit. So my my son George, my oldest, uh, broke his wrist. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, it was. And the funny thing was, well, not funny as in haha, but the funny, unusual. I'll be the judge of that. Well, he was at his medical medical. He was at his um, rugby awards day. And so, yeah, and he was in full kit because it, so it was, and um, because he was having like, you know, giving out medals and whatnot. And it was like, yeah, end of season celebration, basically. Uh, plays a bit of rugby union. Um, and yeah, so he's had the whole season, no injuries. But this was on a bouncy castle. He fell off bouncy castle and we went to break oh. his fall and bam. Fucking um, and as I took him to the uh, local community hospital in Beverly, a minor injury year old. So it's becoming a strange place for me because I've taken both kids there loads of times. I've been there myself. Uh, that's where my dad died. And it's like, well, you know, it's just like a, it's a strange building where all these different things have had mm. different experiences in there. Well, well, like any hospital, I guess. But yeah. Um, yeah, so he'd actually broken in two places. You know, when your kid hurts yourself, and you know, first you're really worried, and then later, as time goes on, you're like, yeah, it's probably fine. It's not swollen that much. There. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh shit, no, I'd broken, I'd broken it, fractured it in two, two places. So it's got a full cast on. It's a bit novelty soon wore off. Uh, like it was, it was like, oh, getting it signed and what colours you get. And then I realised all the things you can't fucking do when you bust your arm. Yeah. Yeah. So have you had any? I've never broken a single bone in my body, I don't think. Oh. Um, I mean, my nose is wonky from being headbutted a couple of times when I was younger. A student, it's, not really, it's not really like a bone, is it? Is that bone? A couple of scraps in York, was it? Or was it earlier? Um, one of one time was in Blackpool. Um, the other Blackpool. time was when I was um, when I played for when I was playing like, under 16s football. Ah, so, so a kid came up to me in the half uh, in the car park after the game and head butted me. Well, that's just unsportsmanlike. 
very unsportsmanlike. I was very surprised. <laughs> but you were. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, well, I've only had, uh, I had one fracture on my arm when that kid, if you remember, hit me with a plank of wood. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but apart from that, nothing. <laughs> uh, it was a surprise, really, you, you know, considering the clumsiness and, you know, mm. amount of incidents in my car I've had. Uh, well, I'm going to be back on the road in a few weeks, though, so watch out Shit. well. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but I will be uh, back to my granddad driving now, you know. So your, your, your drink driving ban is coming to an end. Yes, and if anyone wants an explanation of what went on there, we did. I did a whole episode of, you know, of of a confessional by stupidity. Look yeah. back if you must. I've explained it all. I'm not going to go over it again. Moron. Got what I deserved. But yeah, I'm now back. Uh, it was a bit of a, I was looking I, I, I looking at a car and I did a um, sort of test insurance quote on it based on it so sort of rough and actually it's not too bad mm-hmm. increase is not too bad okay but I did when I was filling it out I was surprised actually because I've had to say that I had once had a policy cancelled because I'd uh, I'd forgotten an incident when I'd signed up to the policy so when they I made a claim they re- they found out that I hadn't declared an incident by mistake and they cancel my policy, which makes you an insurance lab. It makes you that that's just a red flag saying possible insurance yeah. fraud. When I did that, I had a policy which was eight hundred pounds annually fee, uh, with fifteen hundred pound excess. That's Ooh. just fucking point a policy that allows you to drive legally, mm. but is basically just like if you have have an accident, you you're fucked. Yeah, um but this was only a small increase from what I had before. But that was if I Put a black box on my car like a like a boy racer has to. Which one? Yeah, Yeah, that sort of thing that records like you're driving. So they can they can sort of check you're not driving like a twat. Yep, yep. Um, which actually I don't really but generally that's not I don't really drive like a twat. Um because I had like instance early on in my driving where for a few poor concentration or poor driving and little, you know, bumps here and there. Um but that wasn't generally my problem. My problem was that I was drunk. So that was yes. the main problem. Yeah. <laughs> With the black box. Yeah, the black not box. funny. You have those ones where you breathe, there's a, you breathe into it, don't you? And it, it only goes if you're not registering as having alcohol. You said yeah, oh, yeah. I don't think it's that drastic. No, I think it's just one that measures your speed and all that stuff like that. Yeah. But anyway, that's not very interesting. Let's move on. Not really. Um. Do you, do you want to go? Uh, yeah. Um, so my... What's been happening in Matt's life? You're, not a lot. Stay, not, a lot. Stay, not a lot. That was he trailed this. <laughs> not a lot, but... Um, so, you, you know, you know me as a person who likes a drink, right? So, but drink, cons- consistent drinker. Mm. Um, and the time has finally come to say I'm not going to do that anymore. So I haven't, I haven't drank for the past two weeks. Mm. And... I'm definitely not going to drink for the next two months. Okay. And I don't know what's going to happen beyond that. Whoa. Yes, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe you'll, maybe you'll be like, you know what, this feels good. It's, it's feeling good so far. I mean, this is the longest I've cho- gone, gone without a drink to have chosen to do it for, like, I think since I was probably about 18. 
so well, like, you know, 20 years. <laughs> two weeks. Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've obviously like had periods where it's been like you have antibiotics or something and you can't drink. But not like yeah, cho- yeah. chosen not to drink. No. Um, so, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm on the uh, non-alcoholic beers. Whoa. Bloody hell, you really are going for it. Yeah. Um, well... I know, I'm, I know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, when you like, uh, it's, uh, I don't believe in like, well, I kind of, I don't know, I don't believe in like fate or anything like that. Right. Um, but I do believe in like, if if the world is telling you a number of things and it, you get like a serendipity, serendipity. Um, okay. Then I do believe sometimes in listening. Listening. Yeah. So uh, you know, we had this thing with Sam Delaney, didn't we? Oh yeah, yeah, a big, yeah. A big, a big advocate for uh, not drinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, just reading his book had had a, quite an effect on me reading that. Had an incident recently, a very, very minor, very minor incident, but made me feel weird and made me think about drinking a bit differently. My uh, fainting and stuff, you know. Yeah, that, that's a, often a factor in that. And then, uh, yeah, I went to see a friend, an old friend last week, weekend before last, who, and, and it transpired that he's stopped drinking for, it's been eight months. And he's like, yeah, it's great. I mean, really enjoying it. So I'm like, oh, well, you know. All these different things happening within the space of like a month. I might just listen, go with it, give it a shot. And I'm enjoying it. Good. Yeah. Well, I got feel. Yeah. Well, that's a interesting development. Yeah. Well, if if yeah, if it's been something that's come up a lot in conversation in the yeah. last couple of years, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, doing it, doing it, man. Doing it. Probably should change our beer themed. <laughs> Yeah, it's still there i'm still like you could just say it's non-alcoholic beer. Ah, and you know it's uh, really you know uh, for me the reason that if anyone asks which no one ever does <laughs> or has no, it's not really about like we're not like oh it's because it's about alcohol it's kind of like i liked when we first started uh we wanted to create especially when we had guests in that sort of casual yeah like a podcast basically yeah. <laughs> like this thing called a podcast where you have a casual yeah. conversation like one that we were the first ones to think of that. And, yeah, yeah, uh, we were, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was like, you know, pub sort of atmos. Yeah, a, a lot of their podcasts, when we, for, for quite a while, it was very drunken. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, yeah drunken. So. And well, the, it was a pandemic. I mean, it was, yeah. it was named partly as, the, you know, alongside my fucking yeah. unraveling yeah uh, yeah i mean i've also quit quit vaping recently as well so i'm on that's uh, yeah and you said they found that hard didn't you because i, I did find I, that very hard yeah i've not been a i've not been addicted to vaping. But any times i've used those i would feel like you just fucking can't leave them alone you know and you can have them yeah. just on you all the time every time sometimes i've got one on a night out even if it's just a prop <laughs> just sort of like something to do with you know well that's what a lot of people use cigarettes for to be honest yeah. Um, then I'll find it in my pocket the next day or two days later and I'm just yeah. like well you can't fucking leave it alone it's not, I don't even like, I'm not even sure why well I'll find yours on my child's playroom floor um, after you've left which is what <sighs> happened last time you came to stay so oh what's this on the floor it's a, it's a vape what's I found floor? it it's alright okay so well, yeah I assumed you didn't leave it on purpose yeah well I was thinking you know, starting early <laughs> but that's the only time I've vaped since I quit was when oh I would have been okay. in such big trouble if your kid had just gone in and just had a good old honk on that <sighs> vomited probably I don't know if you'd have been in trouble but I would have definitely told you <laughs> well, you told me and it didn't uh, well fair oh uh, yeah okay well good 
Good. Silver Matt. I'm doing, a, I'm doing a triathlon. You're doing a triathlon. I'm doing a triathlon. Uh, did you already tell me this? I'm not sure. Yeah, I might have told you. Yeah, but it's so again. It's like you know. It's, it gives me a, a a nice way of saying I'm not drinking because I'm training for this thing. Um, which may, which to be honest, um, it's explaining it not just to myself but to people are close to me has been a tricky thing. Yeah. Um, in particular, like my my wife, like explaining it to her. She's like, doesn't think there's been a problem, basically, like, because my drinking is fairly low level. It's just, yeah, it's not like it's dramatic, just, is it? Yeah, like, yeah, I've yeah. Had, uh, no, I haven't, I haven't like embarrassed myself or anything like that. Yeah, it's I, just yeah. like, I've felt like actually, well, you know, this is the thing that Sam Delaney says, right? That, that if, if you want to stop and you can't stop, then you've got a problem. And I have tried stopping a number of times and haven't mm. been able to, haven't been able to. So, and reading that, I was like, oh, well, okay, yeah, that that makes sense for me, and I'm, I'm going to yeah, I'm actually stopping. Um, but but just just coming up with that one day and turning to my wife and saying I'm going to be a sober person now, she found it a bit hard to take. Um, and so she left you. Yeah, she's left me, uh, but, but you know, it's all for the best. Um, <laughs> she gets the kids, so you know. Um, uh, uh, the um, and saying like I'm going to do it for a month made it a lot easier for her. Yeah, um, but in my mind, I was like saying, "Yeah, I'll do it for a month." But then I'm thinking, "Yeah, I'm done if I have a drink again." Mm. But we'll see. We'll see. But then I don't want to beat myself up if, like, I do at some point. Wanna... No, I wouldn't because it just yeah. makes that worse. Um, That's the thing about. Quitting. I think it's changing your mindset first. You might have a. You might. I don't know. You may, maybe you will. Maybe you won't. I don't know. But yeah. um, I think it's a mindset. Is a, it's a. I think changing your mentality around it is a big thing. Like I mean, I. I uh, I did say to myself after in you know, a 2020, the most part I was in, uh, well, going into 2021 as well. I actually was saying to myself, you know, you've got to fucking if you can't get this under control, then then quit. You've got to quit. And I did manage to get it under control, uh, but then 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 I had a fucking drink driving incident. Uh, <laughs> so, which so everyone was just like, I thought you said you were getting under control. I have, and then it didn't. One, uh, I haven't, haven't though. That's like, yeah. No, no, that that's that clear evidence. I haven't. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, at the moment, the moment I don't, I don't drink very often. Though since I moved out, I really rarely drink at home. Um, but I have had, you know, I've had times. I think one of the problems as well one is, and I've been trying to write about this for the Substack. Is this and I'm sorry to be a wanky phrase, this, but it's the idea of feeling your feelings. Mm. Uh, and so I think about that recently because I've had in the past I've had like extreme like feeling like rage and anger or really like, deep like deeply depressed and sad, which is really hard to manage and difficult to cope with, obviously. But you sort of know where you are with that, you know, and you're expressing it and you're feeling it. And I think like I've had. Uh, more of an issue in more recent times with just like a faint sense of like vacancy or loneliness or boredom or whatever. Yeah. Just things that you can get over, but you have to sort of sit with them a lot. Not necessarily, I don't mean literally sit and we're like, but just not actively avoid them. Or even if, if you are going to have a distraction, it might be something positive like an exercise, going for a walk or something, but you're still letting things tick over in your brain. Basically not taking drugs or drinking or not numbing yourself yeah not yeah it doesn't even have to be you might not be drinking other people use all sorts of i mean i, I mean i think i've sometimes gone from like bought stuff 
yeah. And then that's so there's lots of different ways of soothing yourself, but ways of just trying to, you know, not let these things process in your mind. I think drink, drinking can be a big one of them. I had a bishop when I moved out, when, you know, separated, and I think sometimes it would be in the pub just as a way of not having to go home. I was yeah. more so than wanting to be drunk was just not just sitting somewhere. And that's something, you know, these days, more recently, not not been, I've been more aware of that and just sort of avoiding doing that. Just sit at home, do nice things, look after yourself and let these sort of emotions process. And actually, generally, you, might, you often feel better because you're letting your mind work through. And I think, yeah, regular drinking can be just a way of sort of anaesthetizing that a little bit. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, there we go. The great raveling. <laughs> raveling? Raveling. <laughs> Lots of great sentences. What's in the news about? Um, do you want to trail any future episodes? Uh, no, it's at this point in the podcast that I'd like to say that I endorse podiums. Now that's a product I can stand behind. Please stand on a podium. Stand? No, you stand behind it. Stand on. Uh, let's do, just stop deconstructing the joke, all right? A lectern, you stand behind that, don't you? <sighs> a podium, you stand on a podium. Isn't that what the like Olympic athletes stand on when they get a medal? Not my joke, ain't my joke. We've got a person in front of the joke. Find something to God that's better. Um, that's that's the response to most of jokes. How, of, of, of why did the why did the, the points. Du- why did the duck go to the psychiatrist? I don't know. Why did the duck go to the psychiatrist? Because he was fucking quackers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's quite a good joke. So. What's the duck's favourite part of um, Sunday roast? I don't know, Matt. Why don't you tell me? Pork quackling. Mm, mm, mm. Less good. That's good, I have to say. Um, mm. What's a duck's favourite part of Christmas? I don't pulling, know what is pulling, a duck's favourite part of Christmas. Pulling the fucking quackers. <laughs> Just recycled that. I feel like that's not, not quite fair. Uh, <laughs> have you got any more duck-related jokes? Um, why did the duck go to the counsellor? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why was, did the duck was, go to the counsellor? It was actually quackers. I think, I think. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, is it true that cannibals don't eat clowns because they taste funny? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that the, the joke section? <laughs> okay. Anything on the trail? Well, we're going to be returning to the subject of uh, the government policy on a, uh, uh, asylum. Mm-hmm. Rwanda. Yeah. 
putting them on boats, stop the boats, all this shite that we have been hearing endlessly about. And we're going to be getting a guest on with a little bit of expertise to discuss it with us. I'm not going to say who it is in case we have to change or rearrange. More information to follow, like probably in the next episode. Good. Stop uh, the boats. Put, very, the, put them on boats. Yeah. Not those type of boats. These type <laughs> of boats. Just, yeah, send them to fucking Rwanda. Rwanda is fantastic. It's like heaven on earth. Yeah. So they're going to be yeah. buzzing that they're there. Plus, yeah. they're going to go there and grow their economy, which is brilliant for Rwanda. Yeah. We don't want them here, though, because, you know. Yeah, I, I, if they don't like it there, they could like go to Sudan or somewhere. It's better. Yeah, yeah. It's lovely, lovely uh, options for them. Mm. Great. Glad we're in agreement there. That's what we'll put to our guest. Oh. Isn't this policy brilliant? We think it is. Uh. Nah. Don't be clipping me saying that anything about Rwanda being brilliant. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. So that's that. And uh, yeah. Thank you much right. for listening. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Good to chat. Goodbye.